Welcome to the Three and D podcast. I'm Evan Gore. I'm here with uh, Ben Kemp. We're going to be talking about our Eastern Conference playoff predictions. Benny, how are you feeling today? I'm feeling pretty good. Getting excited. The season is two weeks away. Time yeah. recording. Yes, sir. Only uh, four days away from the start of the preseason, man. I'm I'm excited to get some NBA basketball back. Yeah, looking forward to it. <sighs> hopefully, hopefully they can get the season on safe. Um, yeah. The COVID stays away. Anyways, Benny, wanted to start off with our Atlanta Hawks outlook. Atlanta Hawks. So yes. Atlanta Hawks had a really, really good off season. Hmm. Um, they, there are a lot of people saying that upper management was telling them they wanted a playoff team this year, or people were out. And uh, I think they did it. I had them at an eight seed in the East this year. Benny, do you remember? Do you remember when? The reports came out of Trey Young getting into uh, the beef with Lloyd Pierce. I can't say I do remember this. No. It sounds semi-familiar, oh. but not exactly sure what it was about. I thought that was so weird for the second-year guy. Like, I guess he was an all-star, but, like, you just got there, and you knew the rebuild was happening. He was already getting in beef with the with the coach to make the playoffs. But, um, yeah. I'm gonna agree. I think I think they had a solid offseason for the most part. I actually think their biggest like addition was hiring Nate McMillan to the coaching staff. Cause I think he's a better head coach than Lloyd Pierce is himself. And I'm honestly gonna be shocked if Lloyd Pierce is coaching next season and not Nate McMillan. Nate McMillan. <laughs> you think it's possibly mid season? As far as um I, I I don't think so, just because of the shortened season. I think they probably okay. let Lloyd Pierce go this whole year, and then if he can't make the playoffs this year, um, then then we see the firing. But, I mean, we both have the Hawks in our playoff picture. I know you said you had them eight. I have them seven. Yeah, um, fair enough. How did you feel about the Okongwu pick at number six? So, listen, Okongwu is a, a good Defensive player, you know, from what we've heard, everything we've heard. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, maybe there might have been a better pick. Maybe there wasn't. I'm not going to say. I think it's a fine pick. You know, they needed, you know, a backup center for Capella, I think. And, I mean, let's be honest, okay? He's maybe going to be good. I think he'll be at least an average player in the NBA. <laughs> Yeah, I just I I have a problem taking centers that aren't guaranteed good in the top ten. I just feel like it's a waste because like you can go into free agency and get a decent backup center for cheap. I feel like I don't know. It's not a bad pick, but I just I, I'm against the big man picks in the top ten if they're not you know uh, uh, special. A, yeah, talent. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. I mean, that's. Definitely a fair argument. I think, I mean, especially after their other free agent signings, though, I don't really see where they could have, you know, where else they needed improvement. Because mm. let's get into the important things that the Hawks did this offseason. They mm-hmm. added uh, Galinari and Bogdanovich. So two more guys that can score 20 a game. True. I know. See, I think uh, I think the Gallo one is kind of weird to me because uh, is John Collins getting the boot? Do they not want John Collins? I th- 
I think they they're just gonna bring Galen. So drafted Kongwu, who right? I, I get that, but it just something about it to me just says John Collins is the odd man out because now you have a Kongwu, Gallinari, Collins, Capella. I think uh, I think their pick last year, DeAndre Hunter. I think he's best at a four. You also have Bruno Fernando. You took last year. I just I don't know where John Collins fits in that. He can't play the five really. He's not a good defender. I don't well, know. One place he does fit in, if uh, they're struggling to find him a spot on the depth chart, you know, he always fits in as, in as a young guy who just averaged twenty points a game last season. It's That's a good true. trade asset. Go get you somebody else who might fit be better fit for the team. And also another thing. Who do you think is going to be playing the three? Because I feel like they could play Bogdanovich there or Reddish or Hunter, maybe. Uh, um, if you put Bogdanovich there, who who are you assuming plays the two? I would assume they would put Kevin Herter in, at the two. Oh, right. I forgot about Herter. Okay. Um, I don't think Reddish gets the start at the three. He had a really good end to the season, and I'm high on him. I just think Atlanta likes DeAndre Hunter a lot. They gave up a lot of assets for the fourth pick last year. Yeah. Um, honestly, I would like to see Chris Dunn get the start at the two. Really? I would. I'm not, I'm, I'm not opposed. Add some defensive help. I am a big Chris Dunn guy. I think Trey Young would boost his game tremendously. It's another reason why I don't like the Rondo signing. Um. But yeah, I think I think Hunter probably gets that start at the three, and then most likely we see Bogey at the two. Hmm. Um, you don't like the Rondo signing, but I mean, if you Chris Dunn starting at the two, Rondo would still be coming off the bench for Young, which I think would be good. Uh, listen, I am a huge Rondo fan. I got a, I got a Boston Celtics Rondo jersey hanging in my room right now, but. This but. isn't. This is not 2009 Rondo anymore. Okay, this guy in the regular season just does not want to play and he's a great playoff guy <laughs> and on a team that wants to make the playoffs that needs to be good in the regular season given rondo seven and a half million a year i just i don't like it especially when chris dunn is like the perfect <laughs> guy to back up trey young that's fair that's fair and with that. with bogey's ball handling ability and his ability to somewhat run an offense and the minutes without Trey Young, I think there's like Rondo is just going to be another guy that can't shoot to hurt the Hawks. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Rondo's getting up there; he's getting old. Um, yeah, just a playoff guy now. So you said eight. You had you have the Hawks at eight on your list. They make the playoffs. I have the Hawks at eight. Yes, and this is taking into account the play-in games. So right, right, and I have them at seven. I think. Um, on our 2020-2021 NBA win totals, we're going off CBS Sports. They have the uh, Atlanta Hawks coming in at 35.5 wins this year on the 72-game schedule, so just yeah. below 500. Yeah. You, you feeling the over below, or under? One game below 500. Um, whew, this is a tough one. I, I think I'm going to take the over. Just wow. barely, just barely take the over on that one. Okay, I uh, I'm gonna disagree. I'm I'm gonna go with the under on this one. I don't think the seven or eight seed in the East gets to near five hundred. 
on their win percentage. That's definitely understandable. I mean, yeah, he's, he's the weaker conference. And but I will say, if all goes right for him, I think they could get as high as maybe like the five seed. We could see him be, being better than a team like Miami. You know, I, I just I don't see that happening. Yeah, no, definitely is going to be an uphill battle for them. I don't think. I think they will make the playoffs. I don't think they'll mm-hmm. do much if they do make the playoffs, though. Right. I think um, it's early exit, maybe four or five games yeah. against my one seed. Which brings us to the Our Brooklyn Nets. The Brooklyn Nets. Man. So, both of our one team. seeds. I love this team. Been a fan since uh how since long you been a fan? Little, uh I've been a fan <laughs> since the summer? Derek Favors days. Back oh. back in the day, man. Yeah. Uh from last year, yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, dude, I love the Steve Nash, the Antony, Jack, or is it Jack, Jacques, Jacques Vaughn? Jack. I love Vaughn. that. I love the coaching Isn't, staff. Uh, Amari in there somewhere? Amari's in there. I don't know. I don't know how much exactly coaching he's doing. He's I think doing. he might just. I think he'd be better off playing for him. But oh, over who? Who are you cutting off the roster? To put I'm cutting. Uh, let me cut Karuks, dude. Oh my cutting god. Karuks. I gotta keep Chris Chioza. I love him. Uh, fair enough. He's baby Fred Van Vliet. I love it, dude. Right. Need more Chris Chioza. Get him in the starting lineup. So, so the big thing for the uh, Nets isn't a offseason move. It's just uh, health. Right. They're gonna have their guys back. KD, Kyrie, gonna be healthy hopefully this year. And looking at that, that's a scary team. I don't know if I've ever asked you about this, Ben. How do you feel? What is your honest opinion on Kyrie Irving? Because he gets so much hate in the media these days, and I I love Kyrie. Listen, it's similar to the Russell Westbrook, as in being like everybody says he's a bad teammate. Do I think he's a bad teammate? Maybe. Hmm. I, I feel like there's more evidence for Kyrie here than there is for Westbrook, right? Because Kyrie... Goes to Boston, they underperform. Yeah, he goes out to Boston, they do really well. You know, goes to Brooklyn, and early in the season they were playing some of their best games without him being there. I, so maybe. I but think, think that. Go ahead. I think the Kyrie, um, hate is because he has like a leadership style similar to Kawhi, and where he's just not gonna. You know, he's not he's not gonna lead by talking and bringing his teammates up. He just wants to play basketball. He doesn't want to lead, right? And I guess and that the, is how he can be portrayed as a bad teammate. Yeah, but it's being a bad teammate by not being a good teammate. Yeah, which so he's just a teammate. He's not yeah, good or yeah, bad he's team. just there as yeah. as a teammate. Pers- you know, but now on the court, he's definitely not a guy that's just there. You know, right? This right. is you know. All-star level level player. He's a number two option on championship teams. Hey, this guy might have hit the biggest shot of the 2010s. It's it's up there. It might be top top two, right? Probably top one, yeah. Right, but uh, as far as leadership goes, I don't think that's going to be an issue, right? Because you look at the coaching staff, like you mentioned already, Mm. Steve Nash, D'Antoni, Jacques Vaughn. You got guys who. Are now, you're right. They have that leaders, place. you know, and especially also in K- Steve Nash, especially in Steve Nash. And you also have KD, obviously, who, mm. you know, maybe not 
a stereotypical leader, but I think I think DeAndre Jordan could be a good leader for this team too, especially with Jared Allen behind him. I know we both probably have Jared Allen start, but for them having DeAndre start, it's another good vet on the team. Yeah, no, of course, a vet. He's he's been there before, you know. Just this like, team is really, really good. Oh my gosh! Especially bringing Joe added, Harris back four for seventy-five. Yeah, brought back Joe Harris. Added Landry Shamit, another good shooter. Ooh, Shamit's an uh, underrated pickup, I think. I think, considering they only gave away draft picks, yeah, yeah, because this is not a team that needs draft picks right now. They need guys who can play right now because exactly. they are top three favorites for winning it all this year. I'd say. Yeah, um, I mean, not even too much more to say on them. I think we, we know who their rotation is going to be, and Kyrie, Levert, Durant, uh, probably Jeff Green or Torian Prince. Prince. That's the only question mark there, I think, in their yeah, lineup. Yeah, the four. four. I, I think I would probably actually start Joe Harris at the three and move KD down to the four and just... I'm totally down for that, yeah. Yeah, I think with... DeAndre at the five. I don't. I don't know how you go wrong with that. You yeah, still got Dinwiddie and. Yep. Yeah, Dinwiddie and Jared Allen off the bench. My my boy Chris Chioza and I'm a big Nick Claxton fan. I just yeah. Don't see, there's no holes in this team. No, definitely not. And that being said, nothing more really to say here. Let's. Uh, you want to do our over under on the Brooklyn Nets? Yeah, we got the Brooklyn Nets. Their over under is. Uh, CBS Sports did not provide a over-under for this team, but we're going to put them up there at 51 wins on a 72-game season. Are you taking the over or the under? Uh, I'm going to take the under. I don't think any team this year is going to win more than 50 games. I think they could get up to like 47, 48, but I would just, even then, I'd be surprised. I, I, I think each team, there's just no way to get to 50 on this, on this uh, schedule, so I'm going to take the under. Hmm. All right. I think so. I think the under here, yes, because I think with everything going on in the world right now, and they're probably going to be, you know, holding back a little bit with Durant. You know, they don't mm-hmm. want him to hurt anything. It's the regular season. Right. We'll turn it on in the playoffs, but I still think they'll be good enough to get the number one seed. Right. I uh, I also have them number one, so I like that. And speaking of that, I have my number two seed next in the Boston Celtics. Yeah, so the Celtics. We just Let's got some. Hayward. We just got some bad news before we get to Hayward. We just oh, got some bad news yeah. about the Kemba Walker injury. Uh, everything I've seen says that we probably won't see him until late January, early February. Um, it's a big, yeah. big. Uh, hurt for the Celtics going into this year. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that's another reason that, along with the Hayward thing that I mentioned, is the reason why I don't. you have met two for the regular season. I don't see it happening with what's with what's happened with them. I, I have them at four. I still think they're a very good team, very good coach with Brad Stevens. And they added the best, <laughs> best yes, shooter sir. in the entire draft in Aaron Neesmith. You know, this guy played at Vanderbilt. He averaged 
roughly 23 points around, I think. Something like and that. And he shot 52% from three. 52. He's going to, he's definitely going to. Shooting gonna, eight threes a game. Yeah. He's going to have a big role on this team, I think. Especially um, with Kemba being out. They're kind of light at the guards, I think. You know, maybe we might yeah. see some Carson Edwards. Yeah. I mean, I guess maybe we see Carson Edwards or. I mean, maybe you get Peyton Pritchard minutes, but I think Aaron Neesmith probably gets yeah, uh, some mean, with time. His, with his shooting, I mean, he you can't go wrong, I feel yeah. like, you know, giving exactly. him some minutes. 52% on eight shots a game. That's crazy. Even in college, you know, that's a lot of guys you're talking, oh, he shot, you know, in the 30s. Let's see if he can get that up for the NBA. This guy, it's like, if he goes down, you won't be mad. Right. You yeah, know? You'll take. He'll take him shooting eight threes any night. Yeah. But um, all right. Now to the stars, right? Jason Tatum, Jason Tatum got his extension full max yeah. deal. I mean, everybody knew that was coming. I don't think anybody's surprised there. Yep. Austin uh, guy, he's going to be there for a while. Yeah. I, I mean, any, anything to add on that? I mean, we all knew he was getting it. It's, you know. um, They signed Jeff Teague to a minimum. It's okay. You're not a Teague fan, I I'm, I think, right? I, I mean, they signed Evan Turner a, as an assistant coach, and he probably would have been better than Jeff Teague as as a point guard. <laughs> I really, I really think so. <laughs> Why did Evan Turner retire? He could have just made like five mil. Yeah, hey, well, he's thirty three. I mean, 34? he's he's he, better he, than he, Jeff he, Teague. He, he could be playing somewhere, that's for sure. But he's also not a bad guy to have in your coaching staff. I don't think. Yeah. And I don't, I don't hate Jeff Teague. I think he'll put reliable minutes in. I just, I, I don't know. I think Brad Wanamaker might have been, even been a better option to bring back so than bring back, Jeff yeah. Teague. Huh. Um, but is this where we see the Marcus Smart All Star season then? No um, Kemba, maybe he gets the start at the one. No Kemba. Hayward is gone. Hayward's gone. This, this is a stretch. Marcus Smart All-Star Season. <laughs> Marcus Smart All-Star Season. Yeah, <laughs> now that I say it out loud, I'm going to disagree. It's a long stretch. But um, I'm sure the odds are out there for it somewhere. Somebody's taking them. Can we just right. talk about how bad Danny Ainge messed up with Gordon Hayward? Could have had Miles Turner, supposedly, and like Doug somebody McDermott, else. I think. Dougie Buckets. And... and Danny Ainge is like known for this. It's like, oh, we're gonna get all these draft picks, and then we're gonna have the chance to get somebody, and then he gets yeah. the chance to get somebody, and he's like, wait, I don't know, I kind of want to draft three more late picks next year. Yeah, and have him sit in the G League. And I guess everything that I've heard is the Celtics don't want Miles Turner, and that's why they yeah, didn't do it. I've heard the same thing. They don't want Miles Turner. I'm not sure why you wouldn't want Miles Turner. <laughs> Just to flip him for somebody else that you do want. There's 20 teams I've, in the league right now that would take Miles Turner. Right. I I mean I've seen it. I've Probably seen more. that Boston didn't want him because he makes 18 million. But it's like you just got rid of Gordon Hayward, who was about to make 34. I would take the 18 over 34. Yeah. I uh. Maybe and they, I think maybe I think they Miles, do think Tristan Thompson's a better player, and that's what they wanted. I mean, he is a better defender, and he can rebound better. So, I mean, if that's what they go for, that's what they go for. I just think Miles Turner's offensive game next to a star like Tatum would just help him so much. Oh, definitely, by far. I think it would be 
he, it would be a breakout season for Turner. Right. If he hasn't already had a breakout season, you know. And I think I think he would help more than Thompson, but I like offense. Right. So, you know, and maybe this gets Taco some minutes. Ooh, Taco. I love Tacos. But they still do have and Daniel Taco. Tice as well. So Yeah, I think Daniel Tice we still see probably getting the start. So um, no ta- no Taco minutes, got it. I just wanna say real quick and I hope nobody takes us the wrong way, but Kemba's injury might be the best thing for Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. At least to start the year. Jalen Brown just came off a year averaging 26 and two, six rebounds, two assists. Jason Tatum, we know uh, has great ball handling and he can become a like all around passer. Somebody like a LeBron style. Yeah. And, and having their lead guard gone, Tatum is now the main ball handler and, I, I'm a big Jalen Brown guy. I think this is the perfect opportunity for him to show that he can be a number two next to Jason Tatum. Yeah. And when Kemba I, I, comes back, I think, you know, it'll it'll be a seamless fit to b- bring Kemba back in too. So I don't... You can never have too many playmakers. And right. if these guys are improving their playmaking while Kemba's gone, you know, they're going to have ball movement going. They're, they're going to... It's going to be good. It's going to be good to watch. Good basketball. High quality players. They had four guys scoring in the twenties last. Year. Five guys? Four? No, four guys. Whoa! Did they have four? I thought it was three. No, Tatum, uh, they had Tatum Brown, Kemba. I think it was three. I think it's three. Four seems like a lot. Oh, twenties, right? Did Hayward get to twenty? I'm hold on. I'm about to pull up his numbers right here. I'm gonna guess eighteen. I don't think he got. Uh, yep, eighteen. Eighteen. At the end of the season, though, he his numbers were up there. Definitely. Okay. Fair enough. Yeah. So, wow, I can't believe they got so close to four guys averaging 20. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, they, they you look at their team, they are, you know, very heavy on those four guys, I would say, when it comes to the offensive workload. Um, so that made sense. But yeah, I think they I think they could pull off, you know, three guys having 20 point game, mm-hmm. 20 point seasons again, you know, for sure. Right, I agree. And uh and before we move on, I just want to say I hope Grant Williams gets the start with Kemba out. I, I, I'm big on Grant Williams. I think he can be a big value to this team. And honestly, I hope Robert Williams gets gets minutes too this year. Time he's, Lord. He's, he's shown that he can be a great shot blocker, and he's just an energy guy. He kind of reminds me of DeAndre Jordan uh, in just every aspect. I think he can be a really good help, especially learning mm-hmm. behind Tristan Thompson. Uh, yeah, man, Grant Williams, I think he'd be a perfect fit in the starting lineup. Another thing with the Celtics here is right. Robert Williams is going to be their third, their third center, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If uh, I think if Robert Williams is playing for a team such as uh, I don't know the New York Knicks, he'd be the <laughs> same player as Mitchell Robinson. Wow. You know? So a guy who everybody's saying is oh he's a, maybe a piece that this team can build around, but we'll get to the Knicks later. Uh, I haven't even thought of that, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> so CBS Sports has the Boston Celtics coming in at 46 and a half games this year. How Does this take into feeling? account the uh, Kemba injury or no? Um, CBS like made this December 4th. So that was, what was that, three days ago? So, yeah. Yeah, I guess. That's taking in the Kemba Walker injury. Wow. 46 and a half games. It's not happening for me. Yeah, no way. There's it's no way this happening. team gets there. Yeah. 
especially I have them in a four seed. I don't think, I don't think they're getting it. I have them so, too, sorry, but like sorry I said, Celtics fans, but, yeah, like I said, Brooklyn's not getting fifty, Boston's not getting forty-seven. So yeah, they could get forty-seven in an 80, 82 game season for sure. Yeah, you know, but seventy-two, it's not happening. I'm sorry. I agree. And next team up, we got Charlotte Hornets. Speaking of Gordon Hayward, right? Speaking of Gordon Hayward, right? Um, <sighs> we'll talk about how much ball. Paid. Oh, we're talking about ball first. We can okay. so we can talk about Gordon Hayward. We can talk about Gordon Hayward. Gordon Hayward, this man's agent is working <laughs> agent one of the year. You know, this guy is amazing. You took Gordon Hayward, who just averaged eighteen. We know that now. Who just got him thirty million dollars a year for four years? Correct. Yep, four years. Four years, thirty million dollars for this guy. Ah, you don't like it? You don't like Gordon Hayward on thirty mil again? <laughs> no, but before the leg injury, when the Celtics first signed him to that, I understood. Okay. Now the Hornets signing him to it, I don't understand. Why, Benny? He's a good player. I'm a fan of his. I'm not a fan of his for thirty million, though. Ben, you're a mustache guy, and you're gonna hate on Gordon Hayward getting paid. <sighs> you're, this is true. Gordon Hayward probably has the best best mustache in the league right now, and you're gonna hate on him getting paid. Uh, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am. All right. I just, I don't know. I think hey, good, uh, good for him. What else yeah. is there to say? Good for him. Good for he him. He went man. where he wanted to go, got paid way too much to do it, and he's going to yeah. be the best player on this team. He's going to get his numbers, and uh, he's going to get the honor of saying he played next to the future legend, LaMelo Ball. Oh, I thought you were going to say Bismack Miyambo. No. Uh, <laughs> all right, well, how do you feel about LaMelo? I think LaMelo is great. I think, I think he's the second best player on this team already. Yes, I, I do think he's the second best player on the team already. He just spent a year playing as professionals in Australia. He when he was younger, there, but... okay, okay. When he was younger, he spent a year playing as professionals in Lithuania. Not a good league, I understand, but he has professional experience. He's gonna be a guy who's ready to come in there, and you know. Show everybody why he has this hype. I think you know. He's, I think they gotta get his shot selection better. Maybe focus more on just being a playmaker, and the rest will come to him. But I see, think I'm not he is what they made him to be. I'm not worried about the shot selection because I think he is a six eight pure point guard. I think he really is like a get my teammates going first, and I'll go. I'll get in where I can, like his brother is in New Orleans. Yeah. So you think the bad shots were a symptom of playing on a bad team yeah i think i mean he in uh where was it australia right australia yeah he played he played on the worst team in australia yeah they, they had they had the worst record in their league and i think it was just like their coach was like hey here's this 17 year old kid i'm gonna just let him do what he wants and and he got his assist but he also was like uh sometimes i can just i can just chuck here and not get in trouble yeah no and and, I and now that, uh, I think with James Borrego as his coach, who I, I think is a really good coach, really underrated coach, I think he's going to fit in seamlessly. Yeah, no, I think. And then also, I'm, the more the more I'm going to talk about this team, the more I'm going to like him, right? 
PJ Washington, Miles Bridges, like mm-hmm. both of them. And my boy, Malik Ooh. Monk. Malik Monk. Listen. And his and his drug addictions. Okay. Listen. <laughs> I watched this guy score 47 points against UNC. Was it three, mm. four years ago? Four years. I thought he was gonna be the next Kobe Bryant. Everybody that's did. Ha- that's not what happened, okay? He's a bench player, but I still think he can play. I still think he can improve. He's probably not that important, though, for what you guys want to hear. What is what? important is our predictions for where the Hornets end up this year. So right. where do you have them at, Evan? Uh, I have them coming in at 12, only above three other teams, three terrible teams. And and I'm going to say there's a big gap between 12 and 13 on my list. I think 1 through 12 are all, you know, not I guess not 1 and 12, but 1 through 6 is like similar boats, and then 7 through 12 are all similar records. The gap between 12 and 13, the Hornets and the next team, that, that gap is huge. I think this Hornets team will be good, um, just not good enough to make the playoffs. I agree entirely. Uh, I have the Hornets at 11. I have them one team just below them, but I could easily see them also being the 12 seed. I could also easily see them being as high as the 9 seed, you know? Like you said, this Mm -hmm. 7 through 12, roughly, in the East, they're all on a similar level. They'll all be competing for playoff spots, I think. Right. It's just a matter of who stays healthy and, you know, whose young guys can take a big leap. Also, I'm I'm really curious to see what they do with uh, Scary Terry and Devontae Graham. Oh, uh, I'd be yes. I'd be really interested to see like a three guard lineup like OKC ran last year. I know they don't have the same capabilities defensively, but yeah. I think I think I don't know for some reason I just think it would work. I, I like Scary Terry. Think Devonte Graham's a good bench piece. Lamelo, I think it would work at some points. Yeah, I mean, especially against like a team like the Knicks. Oh yeah, like, I mean, like if they don't run that against the Knicks, then yeah, like, well, yeah, yeah. No, I definitely think here you have to start. You have to start ball, obviously, right? But with Rozier coming at the two, maybe. And yeah, I like that. I, personally, I'm bringing Graham off the bench. I think that's where his long-term NBA role is going to be is a sixth man. You know, like Lou, like Lou Will, maybe sixth guy, like Lou Will, yeah. And but I think definitely here you have to start Rozier. You just paid him a ton to get him from Boston, and you just kind of have to at that point, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're paying him 18 mil this year. I think it'd be a little weird to have him not start for that much money. Mil bench player would not be a good sign for these yeah. guys. And uh, their CBS Sports win total for the over under. Charlotte Hornets, we have them at 24 and a half wins on a 72-game season. Oh, this one's kind of tough, honestly. Um, I'm going to take the over on this. Actually, no. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under. I'm going to say I'm going to take the over. Oh, final answer. The Hornets are going to get 25 wins this year. Doubt it. They I'm... got Gordon Hayward. He's a former. I don't think he actually ever made an all-star team. But I think Gordon Hayward's a good addition if he's healthy. P.J. Washington's good. Uh, Miles Bridges was in a dunk contest. And you got Lamella Ball. I don't see how you can go wrong with this. No, I, I agree. I think I think they can definitely hit the over here. Not by much, I don't think. But they can definitely hit the over here at 24 and a half. <laughs> Do you want to so, move on to our next team here? Oh, I, I am ready to talk about this team, the Chicago Bulls. Oh. I have the Bulls at 12 and... 
right? I think they're on the same tier. Could be a stretch playoff team. Same tier as the Hornets. Um, only issue is, what do they do to get better this year? Oh, I'll tell you. What'd they do? They did one major move, and it made them 10 times better, and they fired Jim Boylan. That's that's true. They definitely have an improvement there. Billy Donovan, Donovan Billy is Donovan. in town. Billy Donovan's a good coach. He is a good coach. And I think he's not a good ha- enough coach to get him to the playoffs. Oh. Bulls fans, I'm, you're waiting another year, at least. Okay. They have good players. But they had sure. good players. They had not not. They have some good players. <laughs> some good players. You have Zach Levine, Laurie Markkinen, Kobe White, Wendell Carter. What, about, like. what about their draft pick that came off the bench in college? What about him? Oh, the draft bench. The, the, <clears throat> the draft pick that came off the bench in college, Pat Williams. Pat. I, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, okay. Part of me understands it's a guy who is a long-term project. You're a team that's maybe not looking to make the playoffs this year. Why not trade down and still take him? You could have right. got something else. You didn't need to take right. him at four, you know, but Here's, I, I don't see it. My problem with the pick is Pat Williams to me is a four in the NBA. He's not a three yeah. with his ball handling ability and decision-making. and He's just not going to be able to play a three. I think he's a four. And I yeah. like Laurie Markkinen. I think Laurie Markkinen... I think he's a I think Laurie Markkinen had a bad year because Jim Boylan didn't use him right. Jim Boylan wanted to like overuse Zach Levine, who in my mind is the perfect of example of a decent player who scores way too many points because he's on a bad team and would be a six man on a good team. And I I'm just, not gonna say you're wrong, but I'm a Levine fan. I I just think Laurie Markkinen should be like the future of this team. Which is also why I don't really like the window Carter well, fit next to him. Because I think now me, it's Kobe White, but that's fair. I, I forgot about Kobe. And, White. Kobe and now White they're probably player. saying it's Pat Williams. So, yeah. What else is there to say about this team? I mean, hey, you got Garrett Temple. They did get Garrett Temple. He'll Noah Vonley. He'll be a vet. Not waived, but all right. So let's like the over under for this team. We got the Bulls in at twenty nine. Yeah, I'm gonna go under on them. Which I have them eleven on my on my uh, playoff standings, and the Hornets are twelve. I just convinced myself that I'm gonna switch that and put the Bulls at twelve and Hornets at eleven because they didn't do anything except Billy Donovan. And if your best move in the off season, when you had the number four pick, is getting a new head coach, I just don't see how you can be that good. No, so you're just matching up with my playoff pictures. I have the Bulls in there at 12 also, and I also have them at the under. I I don't see it happening for for 29 wins here. You know, even if you do have Kobe White take a big step, marking and go back to where people thought he would be before last year, I, at best, a stretch playoff team in a perfect scenario, but they can't get 29 wins, I don't think. Yeah. Uh, they let go of Chris Dunn for no reason. That's my yeah. point. And our next team up, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Ugh. Um, I have the Cavs at 13. They're not in contention for the playoffs here, I don't think. I think they have a, you know, a couple pieces who are good. Love Kevin Love is obviously still a really good player. 
I think Drummond is a good player, maybe a, a bit outdated for uh, the 2020s in terms ben, of play style. But... Ben, off the top of your head, can you tell me who Cleveland's coach is? I'm pretty sure they still have an interim coach. Yeah. I don't think there was ever an official hire, right? I don't think anybody knows who their coach is, honestly. I don't know if Cleveland knows who their coach is. It might just, I mean, maybe it's like, Who's their old guys? Is it got? LeBron? Is LeBron coaching Cleveland still? He might be. Um, I don't think they LeBron got, could help this team. They brought JaVale in for something, right? Oh, they did bring in JaVale. <laughs> All right. And that tells Thon you how Thon Maker. Yeah. He's going to make him a playoff team. He's reuniting <laughs> with Andre Drummond. He missed him. Yeah. This tells you how much we care about the Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> right here. Right. I think Colin Saxon's a good player. Or Okoro can be a good defensive player. They just drafted at uh, number six. I think I, have, I, I think I have to like Okoro because I like OG Ananobi, and they said they're the same player. I don't know anything about Okoro's offense because literally all anybody talks about is this guy's defense. That's true. So hopefully he can do something on offense. Uh, you brought up Colin Sexton there. I think he's basically Devontae Graham and where he'd be a really good bench player. But you can't break up the backcourt of uh, Darius Garland and Colin Sexton because you have the best backcourt nickname in the league in Sexland. That's probably true. I'm not going to say it's 100% true because there might be some better ones out there. No, like, no way. Flash bros, but, uh, <laughs> you know, we, um, we, can, we can say they're the best. I'm fine with that, actually. I like it. Yeah, so, I, I mean... This team picked up uh, Damian Dotson from the Knicks, who I think is actually a really good player. I don't know why the Knicks let him go. Another questionable Knicks move. He's a good shooter. He, I mean, he's he's got a decent playmaking ability, and he, he tries on defense. I, I think he actually can be a really good player for this Cavs team. Uh, a, a really good player in the sense that he's playing for Cleveland. Game. Yes, yeah. yes, of course. But... Uh, Speaking of really good players, I'm actually going to say that Kevin Porter Jr. could be a really good player and not just because he's on Cleveland. I think I think, KP, I think KPJ needs more minutes. He's KPJ a, he's, needs more minutes. He's a great ISO guy. He can shoot. He can drive. He tries on defense. He's 6'5 and strong. He has a little post game. I saw a video of him working out with Carmelo. I, I love this guy. Oh, he's the next Carmelo. He's not the next Carmelo, but he's he's good. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I mean, listen, he, he is a good player. He's a good player. You know, mm. I don't see him lasting long term with the Cavs, but I don't see a lot of these guys lasting long term with the Cavs either. At so, the end of the day with Cleveland, it's another team similar to the Bulls, just it's another rebuild year that they messed up on and they didn't make enough right moves for. Yeah, definitely. That's why we both have the Bulls, or at, excuse me, the Cavs at 13. Yes. yes. And yes. their over-under is going to come in at 22 wins. Supposed to be the worst in the league off of that. Under. <laughs> wow, Cleveland. Does Cleveland get 20 wins for you? They might just hit twenty. They they their vets in Kevin Love and Andre Drummond are good enough to maybe pull out twenty wins. I'm gonna give them 
Wait a minute. What is it? It's 22. What do I say if I think they'll win 22? You think? Th- I don't know. I'm not a gambling man. <laughs> I'm just going to put them at 22 on the dot. We'll say that's an over. All right. We'll give them the over. They win 22 games. I think they could do it. I actually was going to say under, and then you brought off their vets. And the two teams I have below them have really bad vets. Well, maybe not one of them. Maybe not one of them. But the two teams below have combined one good bet. Exactly. And this team has two, and you know, Delhi has a ring. So and I'll give I'll give Cleveland <laughs> twenty two. Speaking of the team below them with one good vet, we have the Detroit Pistons. Our hometown Detroit Pistons who had a hell of an offseason, Benny. A hell of an offseason that went a lot of different ways. And I actually I told you before this. You told that me I before didn't this. Like you Some of their moves changed an opinion on one of the moves that you did not like before. So to our listeners, I am. Well, let me just start off by saying me and Benny are both from Michigan. So we've been rooting for the Pistons our whole lives. But I am a Denver Nuggets fan because of Carmelo Anthony. And I've been a Denver Nuggets fan. And the Pistons took Jeremy Grant and Mason Plumley for us. And when the Mason Plumley signing first happened, I thought it was the worst move the Pistons could make, Benny. But let me give my case for why it's not a bad move. Let's hear it. <laughs> this team is so young, and they want Killian Hayes, who is a great pick, to run the team. And Mason Plumley is the perfect guy to do that because Mason Plumley will die for loose balls. He will. He, he helps his teammates up. He'll go for offensive rebounds. He'll do all the dirty work with a smile on his face. And he's probably one of the best passing centers in the league. And hmm. we just don't know it because he was backing up the best passing center of all time in Denver. Wow. Okay. High praise. Um. So listen, my thing is, I'm not opposed to signing Plumley. I'm opposed to signing him for three years and paying him as much as they did. Okay. If you want him, you know, because let's be honest, they're not a good team. They're going to have another mm-hmm. high draft pick probably for the next two or three years, right? right. In that time, you're probably going to draft another center. They should probably go for it, you know, next year, I think, maybe. There might be a couple of guys uh, who are at least big men that I like. Can I say, can I, say I think this is why they brought in Plumlee and let go of Christian Wood? Let's hear. I I think it's to be worse. It's to get a higher pick. Christian Wood would have made this team better. Mason Plumlee makes them worse. Hmm. They didn't want to be good. Christian Wood is a closer timeline, but he's also still almost 26, I believe. So they're tanking for Cade Cunningham or Jalen Green? Green. Yeah, one of them. No, Josh Josh Green. Green. Josh Green was just drafted. Jalen Green. You're right. Jalen Green. Jalen Green. Green. I think think this – is the right move for Detroit letting go of Christian Wood, bringing in Mason Plumley cheaper to be worse? Now, the Jeremy Grant signing, I have no idea. Listen, the Jeremy Grant signing is the same. It's okay. I don't want to say it's this bad. It's not this bad. It's definitely not this bad. It's Chandler Parsons. Ooh. It's, it's not, not that, that bad, bad, but it it's is. not that bad. It's not because Chandler Parsons didn't play. Yeah. And then when he did play, he was really bad. <laughs> So yeah, I think Jeremy Jeremy Grant's agent needs to quit. By the way, Jeremy Grant's agent want, told Jeremy Grant to go back to Denver, and Denver tried paying him the same amount of money. And Jeremy Jeremy Grant said, "No, let me go to Detroit 
and leave the team that just went to the Western Conference Finals. Listen, Detroit, lovely city, in case you didn't know. Oh, yeah, everybody. If you have not taken a trip to Detroit, Joe Kim Noah loves it here. He always goes on vacation to Detroit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about um, the other – well, like you said earlier, Killian Hayes is going to be getting the keys to this team in the very near future, we think. He should be. We're Can both big Killian that? Hayes fans. We got him at seven. I thought he was going to be gone for sure. I – Totally thought he'd be gone. I'm a fan. This was the Pistons draft night was, I would say great, but there was one bad move, but it was really good. It was. It was. As for that one bad move, it was the Isaiah Stewart move. Yeah. At 16, a bit early, in my opinion. There were better players on the board. But then they followed it up with another good move in Sadiq Bay. Yeah, Sadiq, Sadiq Bey, uh, I think, is actually another really good fit. He's basically like an all-around guy. There's He has no holes in his game. He's NBA-ready. Older I th- I guy. Think I think yeah. he'll be a great guy to help us develop. Yeah. Speaking of a great guy, Leangelo Ball's on the team. A great kind guy. Of. Kind of. Uh, bolster the – listen. To bolster, bolster the defense. Team. Oh, okay. Or that. No, yeah. yeah. He, he he's uh he's not gonna end up making the roster. He'll be on our G League team. Maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll go we'll go out to Grand Rapids and watch him play. Yeah, maybe if if, if we can get some fans in there. Uh, probably not. Probably. Uh, not. What about uh last year's first round pick in uh Sekou Dumboya? I still like Sekou. I think he's uh he's a guy of the Pascal Siakam archetype, and I think this is gonna be a good year for him. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan, but I'm excited to see you know if he grows, you know. And that leads us to uh the two vets in Detroit, Luke Kennard. Um, no, Luke Kennard is gone. <laughs> he's gone. He's gone. Blake Griffin and Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is gonna be. I think it was just announced today that Derrick Rose will be coming off the bench. Yep. Pistons, which I think is the right move. Start Killian Hayes. Is gonna Definitely. be your guy. But Derrick Rose is going to be a great mentor to Killian Hayes, you know. Do you think Derrick Rose ends the season in a Detroit Pistons jersey? As a Pistons fan, I hope so. As a, you know, fan of good basketball, heroes succeed and good <laughs> <Yeah>. basketball. <laughs> I hope not. I hope yeah. he goes to a contender. I I hope he gets a chance at a ring. He deserves I'm, it. I'm honestly going to be surprised if he finishes the year in a Pistons jersey. I think yeah. there's no way he's still here. Yeah. As but for I Blake, love Rose, man. Blake Griffin, he's not going anywhere. I don't think anybody wants that contract. It'll be a stretch. He's a good player. He's just not worth that money anymore. I don't know what else there is to say. Yeah. I mean, hopefully he can stay healthy and play 55 games this year and not make it terrible for us in Michigan to watch all the Pistons games that we're going to watch. Yeah. So that brings us to, as far as my standings go, I have them at 14th, just behind the Cavs. Yeah. I have the Pistons at 15. I actually think they are the second worst team in the entire league, but by far I have them worst in the East. Yeah, I definitely think they're uh. Maybe not second worst, but they're at least bottom three. 
Yes. And the win totals for the over-under from CBS Sports for the Detroit Pistons is 22 and a half wins. Both of us under, I'm guessing. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on that. This yeah, team, I think it's closer to 15. This team, I think Jeremy Grant is just going to be, you know, I think he's going to realize that he was a, an all-star role player on a good team, but he's not going to be an all-star star on a bad team. I'm right there with you. Uh, should we talk about the Indiana Pacers? We should talk about the Indiana Pacers. A team that you're, I know, not a big fan of? No. I don't I don't I don't think the Pacers are very good. Why is that? Um I, I'm I've never been a huge Oladipo believer coming off this injury. I just I don't know, I don't think he's gonna have the same bounce. He's there's been a lot of rumors about him not very, even wanting to be there. He's a very bounce dependent guy. Also, I think Sabonis is very average and I don't know how he got in the all star game. I think he's just the white big guy who can make a hook shot and make oh. backdoor passes. Like, I don't know. There's nothing special about this team. I love TJ McConnell and, and, <laughs> uh, and, and your guy, TJ Warren, Jimmy Butler's child. The the J stands for Jimmy's child. I, 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 I like them. I yeah. like miles Turner. I no. just TJ Warren is a walking bucket. And as we talked about earlier with miles Turner, we think, you know, the Celtics should have taken him if, the Pacers were offering, you know? Yeah. I just... But uh, they got a new coach this year. Uh, Nate Bjorkgren, I believe. Bjorkgren? It's fun Bjorkgren. to say either it's way. It's fun to say if you don't know how to say it right. Um, This team didn't do anything crazy. Not much really to talk about here. I mean, as far as... They drafted... Um, go, they drafted Cassius Stanley, Stanley from, from Duke. Duke in the late first round, I believe. Yeah, uh, no, he was like in the 50s. Oh, really? That late? Okay. I think four, I believe. I do believe that if that's the case, that's a good pick at that point. Do yeah. I, think... I don't think we see him this year. I think he'll I don't probably spend he'll most of his either. time in Fort but... Wayne. Yeah, um, I agree, but still a good pick, I think. I think Jeremy yeah. Lamb is still out for this year, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, I know he tore like his ACL and MCL last year. Yeah, I don't think we'll see him. Hopefully, that means Jalen LeCue or Leck gets some minutes. LeCue. Hopefully, he gets some minutes. I think he has potential. But other than that, I don't know. Maybe Goga can do something or yeah. Aaron Holiday gets some minutes. This team, there's just not that much to get excited about. Oh, I, they're they're going to be what they are, but they've been for, you know, the I, got another, years. I got another trade question for you here. Do you think. Sabonis and Turner both finish the year in Indiana. I do not. No. And if which one would you team, move? Well, the Pacers they were already open to moving Miles Turner, right? So that's I true. think yeah. logic just points towards Turner. Yeah, that's which one would you move though? Not which one do you think they will? I I, I would move Sabonis. Okay, I agree. I think we're not we're neither of us are the biggest Sabonis fans. I'm. I'm not like I don't hate him. I just think he's Turner's Turner's big... ability to shoot just fits so well in today's NBA. It's just hard oh, to by far. Yes. Shooting big men are what everybody yeah. wants. Yeah. I know you love big men too. So I'm, yeah. <laughs> okay. 
I was about to say. Um, so we both have the Pacers at nine, just outside the playoff picture. They will be in a play-in game, I believe. But I struggled to put them nine. I have the I have a team at ten that I think they they definitely could be below. But we'll we get the same them team right there. We'll get to them shortly. But uh, the Pacers, as, their win to, or their over under for wins goes. They have them at forty. Yeah, I'm going to take the under on that by far. I don't think they even get close to 40. I don't know I, how CBS has them so high. I'm putting my college tuition on the under. Yeah. I'm, we need the – who wrote this article? <laughs> oh, it just says CBS <laughs> these Sportsbook. Are we from, need to... These odds are from William Hill Sportsbook, to be specific. Yeah, I think I'm going to send him a strongly worded – email about why the Pacers will not even get close to 40 wins this year. Yeah. All right. Next up, the defending Eastern Conference champs, the potent they could have been NBA champs possibly without some injuries that happened, maybe. I'm a Come fan. On. Come on now. Miami Heat. Hey, let's you know just what? talk. Okay. Maybe they get there this year because Tyler Hero had a song about him. Um, if we've seen anything from the past, having a song about you Ooh. Uh, has not helped. We're talking That's about Mobamba. Mobamba. I like Mobamba. Um, although Lou Will, six man, maybe it did mm-hmm. help, but. Might have helped him. All right. Losing Jay Crowder and Derek Jones Jr. Irreplaceable. Irreplaceable. Really going to hurt this team. That's why. That's why they're not going to make. That, that's why I have them at my five seed. Yeah, I have them at my six seed. I am a big fan of Miami Heat. Um, I just, it's going to be tough. going to be tough. The East looks pretty good this year, and I think the Heat, they're, they're a team that can make a playoff run again. Don't get me wrong. But they regular do. season, I don't think they're going to be going for it. Crowder, I mean, this team still has Jimmy and Bam, two great defenders. The guys we saw put on Giannis and helped uh, beat the Bucks in five. But I just, Crowder and Derek Jones, and in the zone that Spolster likes to run, Crowder and Derek Jones up top with the long arms and the movement, it's just, it, they didn't replace him with anybody. You know, we're not going to see hey, Donis Haslam out there, so. Hey, it might get to that point. They did add Avery Bradley. Yeah. Um, but. <laughs> cool. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good, good player. Don't get us wrong. Good player, just just not the same level of importance to this team that Jay Crowder and Jake Jones Jr. were. Yeah, I mean, um, does this this doesn't, you know, he's. I, I don't think he gets more than say ten minutes a night because I think they want to play Kendrick Nunn and Tyler Hero. They want to play Kendrick Nunn. They want to play Tyler Hero. They want to play Duncan Robinson. Dragic, yeah. obviously, yeah. They got. They do have guys. I'm a big Duncan Robinson fan. Uh, Michigan guy, big fan. Michigan guy. Can shoot. My favorite. Uh, How do you feel about the precious, the-, the precious Achua pick at 20? Is It I, it might be Achua, honestly. I think it's Achua. Uh, <sighs> everything I've heard, it's Achua. All right, fair enough. What do you think of it? And I'm just not sure where he's going to come into being an important piece. Hmm. Can I, I tell you what like, I think of him? Yeah. I think he is Bam 2.0. Wow. I, I don't think he's as good as Bam, but his mold 
fits perfectly behind Bam. He's another he's another big guy who's going to play defense. He has a little bit of a mid-range game, decent decent jumper. He'll grab rebounds. He'll he's just a workhorse. Okay. He fits perfectly in the Miami culture, the Heat culture they always talk heat about. Culture. Yeah. No, I I think so too. I think he can I just they brought back Myers Leonard on a decent sized deal considering he didn't play in the playoffs, really. Uh, so I think they're gonna give him a good, uh, give him some time at the four, maybe. Ooh. He can he can spread the floor. He did start a lot last year. He was he, a, he was a starter a lot. for them. Didn't find the need for him in the finals. Also, you know? I want to say he has a team option on that deal. So does Drogic. I think they're still trying to. They'll probably both be declined on that team option to see if they can bring in a free agent. I know Giannis at the time of recording this hasn't signed his supermax. So yeah. maybe there's still a way, even though they gave Bam his max. But uh, for yeah, sure. I'm I'm expecting a big a big jump here from Tyler Hero this year. I think he can be a good player. I think Tyler Hero can be a a, gr- a great player. You know, future All Star maybe. Ooh, um, high praise. Very very high praise. I was a fan of his at Kentucky when I saw all of his uh, high school highlight tapes. You know. And he has just has a great last name for being a great player, you know? He does. He does. And he's got mad drip. Something we don't know anything about. I couldn't tell you what that is. <laughs> um. So, yeah. I have the Heat at six. You have the Heat at five. I think we mentioned that. Let's yep. look at their... They over-under. come in at 44 and a half wins this year. Yeah. I, uh, I'm going to take the under on that once again. I think CBS has pretty much all of these two high... Uh, for the shortened season, I don't think they can get to forty-five. Yeah, I just don't think th- I don't think they are gonna be going the, the, for the regular season. They came in as a five seed last year. They were fine with that. Yeah, the Derrick Jones and Crowder are big losses, especially with nobody in stadiums this year. Yeah, I agree. So, next team of uh, the... brings us to a team that might have had the worst off season in the East at least. Whoa. That's interesting. The Milwaukee really? Bucks. What, okay. what is your take on their offseason? I think it was I don't I wouldn't call it the worst. I would say it was just okay. Um Drew Holiday, a great two-way guard, is gonna bring a lot of help. They they did uh in the sense that uh what happened with the Bogdanovich trade, it might be the worst, possibly, in that sense, yes. But they brought in Drew Holiday, DJ Augustine, your boy Tory Craig, Tory Craig, and Bobby Portis. Do you think they overpaid for Drew Holiday? Mm. I th- I think they overpaid like crazy for Drew Holiday. No, they took the Pelicans took that deal because it was insane. Nobody else was gonna give three first round picks and two players for Drew Holiday. Listen, the Bucks don't need those first round picks though, right? He's like thirty two. He's like 32, but Giannis is 26. Fair. And okay. they're looking at win now. They're trying to keep Giannis there. They don't want him to be leaving. They want him to sign that Supermax now, right? That's fair. And That's fair. Giannis is a player worth, you know, doing that for, I think. You know? I think, I think the Drew Holiday trade made perfect sense when we all thought they were getting bogey. And now they didn't get bogey because they absolutely messed that up worse than I've ever seen anybody team any team mess it up before. 
Oh, it was horrible. You know, and and they messed up the Pat Connaughton deal, where they had him coming back on a two-year, eight million dollar deal, and they had to rework it because of the other messed up trade, and now he's on a three-year, sixteen million dollar deal. She just lost another eight million dollars there into Pat Connaughton, who should have played baseball. Possibly, okay, but one thing we're forgetting about is this team does still have Chris Middleton, an All Star, maybe one of the weaker All Stars. Yes, no, don't but hate on, don't hate on Chris, man. I'm not hating. I'm just saying what a lot of people feel. Okay, I'm a fan. Okay, I can't believe people feel that way. And Chris Middleton's a good player, another good two way player. This team has, and it's in their top three guys, has three guys who do it on both ends of the floor, which can't be said for many teams. This this team became a better playoff team and a worse regular season team. That is my take. I agree. Also. I agree completely. Um, and I guess that's probably what they were going for. I just you yeah, could have been I mean, a good off. You could have been a good regular season and playoff team, and they messed that up. They don't need to be the one seed again. They've done it. They did it last year. You know, it didn't work out. Get the better playoff team. Get guys who can score when it, when the scoring needs to happen. In Drew Holiday, you know, guys who can space the floor. I'm I'm a fan. I'm not as hateful of their offseason as you are. I, you know? I don't know. And they man. still do have a great coach. A, a very good coach. Yeah. Yeah, he's okay. <laughs> I'm not. Like I'm not too high on Bud. He, uh, I don't know. When you're down to Miami, who you're obviously a better team than. I don't know. I feel like maybe you should play the MVP of the league more than like 30 minutes a game. But maybe that's why I'm not an NBA coach. So that's a very good reason to, well, a possible very good reason to why you're not an NBA coach. <laughs> also, can't forget to mention it on this team. They did sign Nick Stauskas, good old Stauskas Dilo. Uh, Another Michigan guy. Another Michigan guy, and they also have another Michigan guy in DJ Wilson. Yeah, I think DJ Wilson's interesting. I think he can actually get some valuable he, minutes this year. I think he can get some valuable minutes this year. He He's a lanky guy. He can play defense. He can. I don't know if that's what I want to hear from a guy on a playoff contender. Lanky? Just sounds gumpy to me, man. Is he <laughs> okay. coordinated? He's got, he's got some long arms yeah, okay. that... Everybody likes when they're talking about defensive players, okay? That yeah. being said, I mean, I have the Bucks at three in the regular season. Yeah, I put them down at four. You just they're they're weak. They, they you know, you have Holiday, Middleton, Giannis, Divincenzo is an okay player. Brooke Lopez hopefully doesn't regress. And then yeah. other than that, I love Tory Craig. That's my guy, but. I just, I don't know. Looking at their roster, they're really weak. They're and a playoff team. Not a, they are a playoff not a team. team. I will say, if Giannis made improvements on his jump shot, then If Giannis made improvements on his jump words. shot that are significant, he might win MVP three years in a row. No, no way. No way? Okay. The, I, won't, the voter I won't say you're wrong. I won't say you're wrong. The voter fatigue. Because no way, purely based off voter fatigue, yes. Also, I just want to add in, you lost Wesley Matthews. Like oh. he Wesley to me Matthews. was so important to this team just being a three and D guy because he was the guy guarding LeBron for a lot of minutes and he would guard Kawhi and Paul George. So now it's kinda like you have to play Giannis on the other team's, you know, best wing. Yeah. 
And and Wes Matthews is a minimum guy. Unless Drew Holiday can guard, but I don't think he can guard bigger guys like LeBron to the level that he can guard smaller players. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple years ago, or you know, we saw him do it a couple times to the Pelicans in the last couple years. But I just think getting older now, he's still a great defender. I just I wouldn't trust it in the fourth quarter putting Holiday in a guy like LeBron or Kawhi. Yeah, I'm there with you. But uh, as far as the over-under win total goes for the Milwaukee Bucks, they have them at 51. What do you think? Yeah, there's no way. Uh, like I said earlier, no way any team gets to 50 wins this year. Uh, I would be very surprised. I'm there with you on the under. I think regardless of what you think about their team being really good or in the regular season or not, I think they're going to take a step back, You know, rest a little bit more especially with older guys like Holiday now. Right. And, you know, save it for the playoffs. Yeah. Where they, I just want to say, now. before we move on, we are both, we both think the Bucks will be good. I know we just hated on them a lot. I We both think the Bucks will be a yes. good team. So I, I'm, you know, I think in terms of when the playoffs come, they'll be in the Eastern Conference Finals, I think. Right. Yeah. I agree. Possibly. Depending on how, I mean, depending on the Nets. I have them at four, so they will have to play against the Nets in the first round, according to me. But we'll, we'll see what happens. Or I have them at three. Excuse me. You, you have them at three. Four. Yeah. Excuse me. Yeah. So. Uh, Under our next team. Can we skip this one? We have to talk a little bit. The New York Knicks. Uh, we both have them. Well, in our bottom two. I have them at 15. Yeah, I got them, I got them at 14. I think the Pistons are a little bit worse still. All right. Let's. Hmm. Where do you want to start, man? I don't even know. Where, where do you o- start? Obi? Do we start at Obi? I think you just have to start with Obi. Um, their Obi-Wan. first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> their first round pick. He's a very, very an experienced player. Very good in college. He'll be a good rim runner. Uh, a lot of dunks from this guy, so they'll be exciting in that sense. I just still don't think they'll have what it takes to win games. Yeah, I mean, Obi, you know, probably the best player we just saw in college, you know, for the year that just happened. I just... I, I would agree. I don't know, man. Something about him just tells me he's like, you know, when Blake Griffin came into the league, we were all like, oh, this this guy's next. And, and Obi has all the tools to be probably better than Blake Griffin, but for some reason, I don't know what it is. I just, I don't believe Obi can... You know, get there. Um, I'm not gonna say that he can't get there. Maybe it's because he's in New York. That might be why. And New York has failed to uh, make yeah. players any good recently. Exactly. You know, they do have a new coach, Tibbs, Tom Thibodeau. Yeah, I don't think there. that helps Obi at all. I don't think that helps the player development. <laughs> that, uh... Can you imagine Tibbs? Tibbs on the sideline in Game 54 of the regular season, down by 30 caring yeah probably not gonna happen yeah i don't know i'm not maybe if they were a contender tis would be a good coach a playoff contender yeah and that's a maybe still we saw him in minnesota get another chance a couple years ago for no reason and that didn't work out so yeah i don't know why tibbs keeps getting chances yeah i know i mean maybe should be assistant somewhere but um i guess we can talk about the good points of this team uh, aside from Obi Toppin, which I think is a good point, but you know, RJ Barrett gonna get to develop, you know, more. 
Um, Mitchell Robinson going to get to develop more. And uh, I guess they cleared up some space at the power forward position. <laughs> <laughs> you know, got rid of Taj Gibson and Bobby Portis is gone. So yeah, they have more time for young guys, I guess. Uh, listen, they listen, also did fans. lose the G League goat, Kenny Wooten. Kenny Wooten. I don't know why they let him go. He was he could have been. He could have been. Know, a good we had we had the Splash Bros. I don't know what their nickname would have be, but Kenny Wooten and Mitchell Robinson next to each other catching lobs would have been cool. Yeah, I mean, also uh, another Michigan guy I have to mention, Iggy Brezdakis, uh former Big Ten Freshman of the Year. Uh, just saying, very good player, good lefty. He can shoot. They should give him some minutes this year. I think. Average twenty in the G League. That's all. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> give him some minutes, dude. You can't get any worse. Yeah. I mean, give Jared uh, Harper some minutes, too, while we're at it. Uh, all right. We don't need too many guards getting minutes, because I need my boy Frankie okay. Smokes to win in most improved. All right. Fair enough. Frank, no clean up but, the most improved player. But, uh, yeah, I mean, they brought in Austin Rivers for some reason. Nerland's Noel. Michael I, I, actually, I actually think Noel is a decent player. I don't know why he came to New York. Probably. I mean, maybe that's the only team that wanted him or something, but. I mean, I like Noel. He's still right. He's like 25 max. 26, Ooh. maybe. Let him I develop, know. I guess. I don't know. But I mean, Alec Burks, another guy you didn't need. And Michael Kid Gilchrist. What's the over under on Michael Kid, Kid, Kid Gilchrist made threes this year? Four? You want to put it at four? I'll, we can put it at four. I'm going to take the under. Under. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna take the under. <laughs> All right, let's uh, look at the Knicks' uh, win total over <laughs> under. They have them at twenty three and a half. Uh, yeah, give me the under on the Knicks at twenty three and a half. I don't see that happening. Yeah, sticking with basically the rest of the East, they're at the under. You know, very few teams in the East are hitting over these win totals. I think the West is uh just. The West is really yeah, good. The East up. is not really good. So, uh, yeah. Don't know what to tell you there. Next team. Yeah, that's enough Knicks for me. Another another fringe playoff team. They were in the playoffs last year. The Orlando Magic. I just want to say, man, the, the Jonathan Isaac injury sucks because I, I thought he was going to be so good. And we, we barely just got to see him again in the bubble, and he had to go down again. It's terrible to see, man. I hate seeing the injuries like that. You do hate to see it. Um, it's it sucks because he's been a very good, very you know, a lot of high hopes for this guy, and just can't stay healthy, you know, which might end up being the story of his career. Sadly, I hope not. I hope not. I would love to see him play. I'd love to see him be a excellent player, which I think he can be, but an all defensive player. Yeah, elite defensive player. Um, all right, enough enough with Jonathan Isaac. We have two interesting rookies coming to the team this year. One, their number fifteen pick in Cole Anthony. Wait, wait, wait. We have three interesting rookies coming oh, to the team God. this year. All right, we got okay. So their number fifteen. No, just pick. just go to go to your guy. Go to your guy first. Both my guys. Okay. <sighs> so my my guy from Michigan. John Teske, he's a center. He can shoot the three, and he can block shots. 
undrafted. He won't be on the team. Probably won't play. (laughs) But if he does, just saying. Okay. And my other guy who's significantly more serious, uh, he's a rookie. He wasn't drafted this year. Uh, he's from last year. He sat out the entire season. Chuma Okiki from People Auburn. People forgot about him, man. People forgot about him. And he he actually, do you know, I didn't know this, but he didn't sign his rookie contract last year. So he still has four years in Orlando now. Uh, yeah, I think I've, I've, heard, I've heard that, yes. I didn't know that. I thought he still signed it and just sat out. But no, he wasn't even on the roster last year. Nope. And this is my... Uh, Stretch pick for the Ben Simmons of this year, winning the Rookie of the Year when he's not a rookie of the year. I like Um, him, and he's a he's a good shooter. Good shooter. He just good all around player. There's nothing he can't do. Everything. I like him. How do you feel about Cole Anthony? Cole Anthony. Um, listen, that UNC team was bad. Like it was very bad, and that was not his fault. And it was not his fault. But I don't. I think he can be good. I don't think he can be great. I think he can be good. That's about it. Speaking of magic point guards that can be great, I still love Markel Fultz. I love this guy, dude. I think he still has all star potential. I, dude, give me more Markel Fultz. Don't take him out of the game. Release Michael Carter Williams. This isn't 2013 anymore against the. Miami Heat in the first game. Give me more Markel Folds. Cole I'm, Anthony's cool, but I yeah, give me yeah. more Kel. I'm I'm there for more more Markel Folds. I don't have as high of hopes as you do, but I'm here to to tell like say hey, let this guy develop, see what he does when he gets a full year at running Mar- your point guard. As Markel the main in college, he was compared to James Harden. Ben compared he, to he, James Harden. Mm. That was a lot of players compared to a lot of players. That was Harden's MVP year. I'm just saying. Okay. So the um the the two best players on this team, uh, Aaron Gordon, Nikola Vucevic. Vucevic, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Uh, (laughs) A lot of people don't think that both of these guys will make it till the end of the season in a Magic jersey. Yeah, I've seen a lot of teams are interested in Aaron Gordon, and I don't blame them. I, I think don't he blame is them either. I such a good, good player. player. I I don't think he's a okay. Neither of these guys are one or two options on a contend on a contender. Both you of know, these guys can be number three options on a contender, though. You know where I would love to see Aaron Gordon? Where Brooklyn? We Brooklyn? just talked about how their four spot isn't set. And Aaron Gordon next to Kyrie and KD and DeAndre, I think he slides in perfectly. I, I want to see Aaron Gordon in Brooklyn. I don't know what you give up for him. Hopefully it's I not think, Chris Chioza, but... I think that would have to be some form of Levert and Jay Allen type thing. But yeah, maybe, maybe not. They wouldn't want Jay Allen, though. Right. Maybe maybe there's a way you don't have to give up Levert and you can give up some sort of combination of Shamit. And... Joe Harris, maybe? No. No. I, I don't It'd know. Be maybe it It'd be tough. It'd be It would be. It would be. Maybe. Would you? So would you? Uh, actually, I'd be down know, to see that, though. The more I, I figure about this, I might be okay with doing a Levert-Aaron Gordon swap straight up. Listen, just saying. I'm, I'm a big Levert guy. 
I don't think he fits that yeah, well. But you in the net. Didn't what he had to do. Ball handler. Yeah, oh, he's okay. a ball. He's a ball handler. I don't think he fits well with the Nets being the guy who is exactly uh, fourth ball handler. So yeah, I'd be totally down to send Gordon to the Nets for Levert. Give us Karis Levert for Aaron Gordon. NBA make it happen. Yep. David Stern's uh, no longer here to veto it. Is that's that too true. Soon? Was that too soon? Rest Possibly. in peace, David Stern. I apologize. Yeah. Um. What else is there to say here? I mean, the Magic. They'll be in contention for a playoff spot. We both have them at the 10 right now. But I won't be surprised if they do make it. They've been making it for the last how many years somehow, seems like. So. Yeah, they always slide in there, man. They're always... All right. As far as their uh, over-under on win total goes, they have them at 32. Yeah, I mean, me and you both have them coming in at our 10 seed right behind Indiana for both of us. 32... I think it's another team I'm probably going to have to take the under on. 32 seems like a lot. I don't think they get that close to 500. I actually think they could be like at the 31, 32 area. I just, I'm more confident in saying under than over. I, I think they're right at the 32. Yeah. I think that's where they are. Um, Below 500, you know, type team. But I'll, I'll say that's where they are. 32. Yeah. That's fair. I'm fine with that. Now, we move on to my number three seed. They brought in Glenn, the Philadelphia oh, 76ers. Doc Rivers. Okay, we can call him We can call him Doc for now, but I'm going to keep calling him Glenn in my free time. That's okay. Um, um, Sixers did a lot of moves this offseason. They did do a lot of moves this offseason. Um, uh, they added a lot of shooters, and that's what everybody was saying that they needed to do. So, I'm I'm a fan of their moves, and possibly their best move: getting rid of Al Horford. Ooh. Not that Al Horford's a bad player; it's just it wasn't working in Philly. And yeah. Get moving, moving him, getting Danny Green, who's a shooter. Uh, what else did they add? They added another. Who else was it? I can't remember right now. Um. Oh, Ferguson. Right, Chris Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, that's fine. That's perfectly fine with me. I think this team is maybe going to be finally, finally be ready to make a good playoff run. Um, man, I think you know I am super high on Ben Simmons. I think he is, like, the perfect fit for today's NBA. A lot of people call him overrated because he can't shoot. I personally don't even think he needs to shoot. I think he's great either way. Uh, But getting Horford out of there is such a help to him in showing what he can do this year with more spacing. I think at the extent that people call him overrated because he can't shoot, that he has kind of become underrated because... He can do everything. He's yeah. Uh, he's a big, he's a six ten point guard man. Point like, guard. He can defend. He can pass the ball like crazy. He can rebound. He, he just he does everything except for shoot. And with this new lineup they have, with a lot of good shooters being added, right? He doesn't need to be a guy that shoots necessarily. He needs to, he of course he needs to develop some threat of you know even being in a like low 30s would be amazing jump for him considering he doesn't shoot them at all right now 
Yeah. But, you know, being a good shooter isn't going to be important for Ben Simmons to become, for this team to become a, a very good championship winning team. No doubt. And especially with the shooting they brought around him, the, the Josh Richardson for Seth Curry trade they made on draft night, it, it's one of those trades. It's just perfect. It's a no brainer for both teams. It's the Sixers yeah. have a lot of defense already and they needed more shooting and Seth Curry. He's, he's, he's one of the best shooters in the league. Yeah. You know, yep. there's nothing, nothing can go wrong with that. He brought in Danny green, Danny green. He got clowned a lot in the bubble cause you know, he breaked a lot of shots, but at the end of the day, Danny green's a good shooter. He can still defend threes. I'd say he's lost. A, he's lost a step on defense, but he's still a good defender. Um, and but they also, did have some questionable moves, I want to say. Uh, the Dwight sense. Howard signing makes no sense to me. Yeah, I think it's... Because, right, when you have... You have Embiid and Simmons on the floor. That's when the shoot, shooting issues are going to be most prevalent. So why is it that when you take Embiid off and leave Simmons on, you want to add another guy that can't shoot in the form of Dwight Howard? Yeah, exactly. I, uh, I also just want to say, like, Embiid is one of those big centers you know like the the old school guys that will play post defense yeah like he's a big he's a big guy he'll play post defense he might not block your shot but he'll definitely mess it up and dwight You're is gonna the know exact same guy who's just gonna play deep like good post defense and mess your shot up and i'm a big fan of having like one guy who's a big guy to play post defense and then one guy like yeah. a daniel tice maybe who you know Aaron give Baines. you a little more on off. Aaron Baines, yeah. Someone someone that gives you a different dimension. Yeah. And the Sixers went out and got Dwight, who's the exact same guy. On like he's a worse Al Horford on defense. And I don't yeah. know. I just that as far that as sucks. um their draft goes, you mentioned the draft night trades, but uh their draft too, they drafted Isaiah Joe, who might be the second best shooter in the draft. He might be uh, from Arkansas, very good shooter. Um Good, good. You know, a lot of teams were looking at him that night, so good pick for them. I'm, yeah, uh, they got they got Tyrese Maxey. I believe that was 21. I want to say might have been 23. Uh, I know. It was 21 or 23. Just a guy who can come in, you know, off ball, on ball, create. He's strong. Just an all around guy. Good shooter. Yeah, you can never you really never go wrong with Kentucky guards. Yeah. Besides your guy Malik Monk on the drug addiction, but other than that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to get to what I think is the steal of the draft in Paul Reed. Paul Reed? Paul Reed, I think, is the steal in the draft. I have here that he got drafted 58. I made sure I wrote that down because he is probably going to remember the 57 teams that didn't take him. The 57 teams? The 57 Guys, other players taken before him, yeah, like yeah, I yeah. said. Because I just... he He's got a future in the NBA. There's... Yeah, he's he's an NBA player, and to go fifty eight is insane. To me. Yep, from DePaul, very DePaul. good player. He played with our boy, our boy Romeo Weems. Shout out Romeo Weems. He uh, beat he our high school team by a lot. School. Yeah, very our, painful. Our friend got dunked on. So <laughs> it's, it's true. All right, so as far as the Sixers go in the standings, I have them at number two in the regular season. Yeah, I have them three. I think we both agree they're a really good regular Very season good team. Regular season team. They're gonna, they're gonna win a lot of games. I also just, I can't believe I almost forgot about this, but 
Tobias Harris is back with Doc Rivers coaching him. Tobias Harris in uh, L.A. Oh, when he was with the Clippers. Had his it, best to, season. it was his best year under under Doc Rivers, under Glenn. So maybe yeah, we see no. a good Tobias Harris year. We completely never, forgot about that. And that's he's never had a bad year, but true. yeah. Hopefully Tobias Doc has Harris another good year. Shout out J. Cole. Yeah. Looks like J. Cole. What their over-under over under? total is at 44 and a half. Ooh. I'm going to say over. Just barely, but over. I think they can do it. Yeah, I'm going to take the under again. Forty Getting to 45 wins this year, I think, is going to be super tough with all the back-to-backs and the, the weird travel schedule. Yeah, I think no, 45 I'm... is going to be tough for them. I, I'm going to take the under, but I could see them at like 42, 43 maybe. I understand. I mean, yeah, they're gonna, they're gonna be that's gonna be a very close one to that. I'm taking the over just barely because we have to give some teams the over, right? Right. That's I understand. <laughs> All right. Next. Now up. we're on to the team that I had the biggest drop off from. Yeah. The Toronto, or actually the I Tampa Tor- Bay Raptors. Said Toronto because I was about to say Tampa, the Tampa Bay Raptors. Yeah. Um, Interesting. How was their new, draft? New logo and all. Their draft night. They drafted Malachi Flynn, I believe. Is that correct? Yep, that's right. That's right. Malachi, Malachi, Malachi Flynn. And um, uh, good player from San Diego State. San Diego State. He's an NBA ready guy. He's gonna be. A, yeah. I'm, I'm not going to get minutes on this team. Maybe I would. I, I think, think he should. Uh, get, he should get minutes. He should get minutes. He's a good player. Um, um, for where he was taken, I don't think there was any question there. He's, just, you know, nothing wrong with the pick. So, let's get to the obvious stuff here. Mark Gasol gone. Serge Ibaka gone. Yeah. They thought they were leaving for warmer weather. Little did they know they'd be in Tampa if they would have stayed. Well, we'll but, get more, we'll get more into it when we talk about the Lakers. But uh, I know Mark probably went to the Lake. Like Powell lives in. Los Angeles. I think Mark just wanted to be with family. So there was the reports he was going to Spain to be with family. Yeah. I think he wanted to be with Powell. Powell yeah. just had a kid. Yeah. Hey, shout out, okay. Powell. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, but th- those are two big losses. They're being replaced by Aaron Baines and Alex Len. I and, think. I mean, and the Aaron Baines fan club on Twitter. Don't forget about that. And the entire Aaron Baines fan club. Yes. Uh, Chris Boucher also may take uh, maybe people are looking to him to take a leap this year. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put too much into that. I think he's already like 27, 28. I'd be surprised yeah. if he can get much better from where he's at already. He's a good they player. Like, don't get me wrong. I just don't. They're know hoping if there's another for this Siakam type. You know, right? Yeah, Siakam did it. You know, let's see if somebody else can do it. That's that's. But speaking of that, somebody else who might do it, your boy. My guy, oh, the geez. best defender in the league. So, do you think he can take the leap and become a offensive player too, as well? Um, hmm, it's a good question. So, does he need to become an offensive player in Toronto? In Toronto, yes. Anywhere else, no. Which is why I'm going to say I don't think he. I think he takes a leap, just not at the extent that most people would like hope for. Not a Siakam level leap. Not a yeah, not an All Star level leap. Like I said, he's to me, he's the best one on one defender in the league. Like, if somebody said to me, you know, you need to to get somebody to stop LeBron or Kawhi 
from being a bucket right now to save your life. You can pick anybody. I'm picking OG. I just I don't know if there's more game that he has to expand on, like when yeah. it comes to creating his own shot and everything. I, I I don't see that happening, at least not this year. Yeah. Um I'm and, and especially not with still, you know, having Kyle Lowry and re-signing Fred Van Vliet. I don't think he needs to. I think those guys will still be able to create shots for him and he can just, you know, attack when he needs to and shoot his open shots. So and just go back and play defense. Yeah. Be that defensive dog. Fair enough. I think, yeah, very, very high-level defensive player. Um, this this Raptors point, team yeah. has offense, by the way. They they still have Storm and Norman down here. <laughs> they they do still have Norman Powell. Yeah. They and, also uh, and, Patty McCaw. Yeah, three-time champ, three-time champ, champ, Pat McCaw, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Uh, you love to see it. On a real note, though, Terrence Davis did show offensive uh, hope Flashes. last year, so yeah. yeah. Maybe he can turn into something. Other than that, and, though, I think this team, man, it just got a lot worse. Alex Len is not, you know, the free agency signing I think they were hoping for, but uh, maybe the they is, still right? end up with Giannis. We're forgetting the most important part of this Toronto Raptors team, and that's their coaching, Nick Nurse. <laughs> one of the best coaches in the league, and I think he can take this team and still have a good season and maybe, you know, pull off an upset in the playoffs. I do Nick, think they are a playoff team 100%. I am at seven. What do you think Nick about Nick Nurse it? is the reason I have them in the playoffs at eight. Uh, I'm not a Pascal Siakam believer, and Kyle Lowry's a year older now. So, yeah, you know, yeah. with Mark and, and Ibaka leaving, I thought they were going to take a big drop. But I kept them in the playoffs. I think they're still better than Indiana or Orlando, mainly because of Nick yeah. Nurse. Fair enough. Fair enough. They're... Uh, <sighs> As far as the over-under win totals go, 42.5. Under. Yeah. Both of us. Yeah, like I said, yeah. at the 8 seed, we both have them taking a big drop. Yeah. 42 is just unreasonable at that point. I, I hope to be surprised here, but... I think 32 seeing, is like probably where I'm going to put them. I think maybe like 32 wins for eight. them. Okay. okay. Below 500. Yeah. I think they'll be around... Just floating around 500. Just, you know, in that range. All right. Are we on to our final Eastern Conference team here? And in the past week, the most exciting team possibly. Most exciting. In the NBA as a whole. The Washington Wizards. So Wizards. I miss you, John Wall. Well, we it haven't seen John. He's been gone for two years. I know, place. but it just Matt doesn't does feel it. right that John Wall's not in D.C., True. It doesn't true. feel right. Have you seen Russell Westbrook wearing number four for the Wizards? Have you seen those pictures? I have not. Oh, it's so weird, man. Russell Westbrook, he's not a wizard. He's not. Isn't that right? Hmm. The thing is, though, right, with this team, this is going to be a really good regular season team. It and is. people are going to be saying, oh, the Wizards, like, eh. Like, they were the nine seed last year before the bubble started without and John Wall without John Wall they just replaced a player they basically got compared to last year they added Westbrook for free and lost nobody exactly lost so nobody. yeah it's hard so. to say this team isn't a playoff team especially with them being built uh, around Russell Westbrook without meaning to they have uh you know 
uh, who's their center? Thomas Bryant, who can shoot. Yeah. And that's the center Westbrook needs to play next to. So Bertans, I think it's a, it's a good fit. Yeah. Yeah. Draft. Oh, go ahead. Berton's contract, man. He got resigned five for 75. How do you feel about that? Um, A bit much maybe, but if, if they, I'm not going to hate on it because they might not have been looking at themselves as a, you know, I don't know, as a free agent destination. Yeah, uh, I think it's a little much. I think that fifth year we're probably going to be like, wow, this is a bad contract. Oh, maybe year, sure. maybe year four, we're like, wow, yeah, you know, it, this is overpaid. In three or four, in in four, yeah, four or five years, we're going to be saying this guy's overpaid. Yeah, Not that's why I'm. That's why I'm going to look at this as a bad contract a bad play or anything. We're just going to, you know, it's going to be time. It's not bad for now. It'll help. It'll definitely help him this year. So, um. Yeah, so also along with that, they added Robin Lopez, backup center there. And uh, they drafted Denny Avdia. Who... Yeah, may, may be the most interesting prospect that we saw because we don't know much about him. We don't. We know very little about him from Israel. He was um, the under-20 European League MVP, I believe. Let me give you my Denny Avdia take. Okay, let's hear it. And we still don't know if we're saying his name right. I think it. I've it's heard. I, I actually heard today somebody say Asvida with an no, S. That, that's wrong. There's no wrong. Reason. Okay. Well, Avdia. My right. Denny Avdia take is he's closer to Mario Hazonia than anybody I've ever seen before. This this guy to me is the exact replica of Mario Hazonia. Like and it's insane. They they're so similar. They're you know, not great shooters. They have some ball handling ability, some playmaking ability. I'm I'm everything we heard about Denny Avdia this year, we heard about Mario Hazonia. And it's funny because everything we heard about Mario Hazonia, we heard about Luca. That's yeah. But then he's just closer to Mario to me than he is to Luca by far. Yeah, so that's uh, going to be an interesting watch. I think he could, you know, I at at the rate that they're at right now, I don't know if he's going to be playing too crucial a role. Well, because of, he, would, he would be a six-man, wouldn't he? He'd be a six-man, I think, but in terms of offensive workload. Oh, maybe he wouldn't actually. He'd probably be a seven man. Maybe yeah, six, six or seven man. Definitely will be getting time off the bench. As far as offensive yeah. workload goes, goes though, I don't see him doing having too much to handle. Um, I'm also looking for a big jump from Rihachimura. Yeah, I like him. I'm He's a fan. A... I've been a fan of his since college. This guy played for Gonzaga. Went against Duke when they had RJ Barrett, Cam Reddish, Zion Williamson, and he was the best player on the floor in that game. Yeah, that's he's a talent, so, man. He's a talent. He's a talent, um, and they they got a that was a great pick by them last year. I'm hoping I'm hoping the jump comes in his jump shot. If he yeah, can, if he can get his jump shot up a little bit, stretch the floor for Russell. I think I think he'll have a good year. Yeah, I'm a big that, I'm a big Troy Brown guy. I think Troy Brown actually has a a nice future in this league as a Maybe not a starter on a championship level team, but he can be he can be a nice player on a good team. Yeah. So 
Troy Brown, yeah, probably gonna be their starting small forward this year. I would yeah, say. I think I think we probably see Russ, Beal, Troy Brown, Rui, and Thomas Bryant. Yeah, with and then uh, you bring Bertans off the bench. I think I think that's a good starting lineup. Bertans off the bench, very very good. Got your guy yeah. Mo Wagner in there. I, I am Mo Wagner. He's, you know, he plays hard. Former yeah. Detroit Piston fan favorite Ish Smith. Yes, Ish Smith, Ish, very fast. Ish, if you're listening, we miss you in Detroit, man. One of everybody's fan favorites in 2K, Isaac Bonga. Isaac Bonga, man. Everybody um, loves Isaac Bonga. Yeah. It should be a TV show. <laughs> All Great right. name. So, we, we both said we think the Wizards are a playoff team. I had them at five. Yeah. Definitely our biggest jump from any team this year. I have them at six. Yeah, and I think this is a going to be a really good regular season team, but I, there's always the classic Russell Westbrook playoff thing. Right? Oh yeah, this team is getting first rounded. They're getting first rounded, no doubt. This team is getting first rounded. Yeah, this this team is yeah. They're I mean you said it perfectly. This team made was the nine seed without John Wall. They added Russell Westbrook for nobody. They're making the playoffs. And Once they get shot. there, yeah, it's it's over. One of the top four teams is gonna, yeah. I Maybe I actually hope they play Brooklyn games, somehow. But Hopefully they play great. Brooklyn, and then we see the Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, that'd you know, series, and it would just be so weird because Kevin Durant's in the Brooklyn jersey, Russell in the Wizards jersey, which well, were you know the NBA is so different than what it I used would to be. I would love to see it. So. Ah, what are we coming in at on our win total for, for the, the win Wizards? Total, the Wizards have a 29. Yeah, give me the over. Give me the over as well. I think... Uh, I'm a fan think, of this team in the regular season. I think this is a plus 500 team. Yeah. Definitely. Um. All right. Anything else you want to add to any of these teams? I'm really looking forward to this. I think... In the East, right, the one through six is going to be super competitive. The seven through 12 is going to be super competitive. And the tank for Cade Cunningham is going to be super competitive. <laughs> you got a point, man. You got a point. Hopefully, yeah, so I can't have... wait for the uh, the playing game. I want to see how that oh, goes. Playing games are going to, it's going to be exciting. I just hope it is. all the teams can, you know, stay healthy, you know, when, right. it, when it's important and, you know, Right. Hopefully we don't see anything too crazy with injuries or COVID this year. So Yeah. I'm really excited for this season. All right. Up. Well, that's gonna do it for our Eastern Conference playoff projections. Uh we'll be back with our Western Conference soon. Yeah. Uh, Benny, anything you wanna sign off with here? Uh, goodbye. And shout out to Jody Meeks.